Welcome to another episode of the Be True to You podcast, a podcast designed to question what we've been taught, talk out perspectives, and break through to be our most true selves. I'm your host, B, and today I have David joining the podcast. David says a song that encompasses their essence is Sweet Life by Frank Ocean. Welcome, David. Now, as we talked about right before you hit record, that is the song. Listen, it's impossible. You said song to encompass an essence. I was like, uh, from what era? You know, like, I know. I know. It's such a hard song. Right now, the reason I picked that song is because it has been my, you're stepping out of the house for the day, turn on a song, good vibes. Yes. Let me walk to the train. Like that, that's been my song recently. So Um, we're just going to roll with that. Come through public transportation. I love that. God. Yeah. Love it. It's so good to see you. I know it's so good to see you too. Are you ready for our eight questions? I'm absolutely ready. Let's do it. All right. So the first one is the three for one special. David, tell me who you are. What do you do? And is that where you want to be right now? Okay. My name is David Ramirez. I am 26 years old. I am a son, a brother, an uncle, new uncle. Very happy and excited about that. Congratulations. I'm a, what else am I? I'm a creative, I'm a musician. I work in television, which is what I always wanted to do. Cool. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and um, what was the third part of this question? Is, oh, is this where I wanna be right now? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the way I kind of view that right now is that I feel like I'm in the right direction I yeah. feel like I'm working towards what I should be working towards. Yeah. But am I where I want to be yet? Yeah. No. Which I love. Again, the self-awareness is so strong. And I mean, do you feel like maybe we're taking the right steps to get where we're, we're going? taking the steps. We're Amazing. definitely taking the steps. And Amazing. I feel like uh, in recent years, especially um, in, I mean, we all kind of had to do this um, the past three years with the COVID and the pandemic of it all. Um lots of reshuffling, lots of reworking what idea we had for ourselves, what we thought was going to come next, because yeah. um, the world said, that's funny. Right. Right. So it's a lot of, it's been a lot of that, of, of retooling, reimagining how we can, you know, take these obstacles and make them opportunities. Because, right. you know, that's, you kind of have to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I literally was on my way to moving to Charlotte, North Carolina. And then, LOL. <laughs> no, no, no. Miss Coco said, absolutely not. You are staying right here you in are Richmond, Virginia. Right here. Yeah. Now, I also do need to thank you because uh, thank you for giving me the permission now to forego the, the rest of the seven questions that we have left and instead talk about why Renaissance is album of the year. Thank you so much for that amendment to. The episode. This is that is the episode. Yeah, Fun fact, so everybody. Much. Um, and yeah. we're just gonna go through song by song because yeah, we could. Thank you. it's a track by track review, actually. It is, <laughs> it is, it is surprise. Um, I could I could do it for a year one time. Um oh, in my oh, old man. work. I literally had one of my coworkers um on I think it was Beyonce's birthday. Uh-huh. Uh we literally scheduled an hour meeting and we yeah. went and we just listened and celebrated and then I brought cupcakes. It was a whole thing. As you should. And, you know, and people just thought I was being extra. And to that I say, exactly. To that um, I say you don't get it. If you right. don't get it, that's fine. Then go throw your Super Bowl party and have a good time. Thank Wait, you. Oh, oh. That's all oh. I said. 
Right. Subtle, subtle. I big got tea. it. I caught big it. Tea, I caught it tea. though. Don't worry. I caught it though. Anyway. Anyway, you're seeing her, right? Where do you? What city are I you am. seeing her in? I'm seeing her in Jersey, MetLife. Ah, oh, it's gonna be so cool. It is gonna be cool. You know, I of course any other city would literally be easier in terms of right. logistics of it all, but right. I mean, you got to work with what you got. Absolutely, absolutely. Like we will go above Ooh. and beyond. I'm traveling five, four and a half, four and a half hours. I won't even say five um, to do it because, like, what? What? Uh, I, I'm going. And, and, like, and I'm not going know, to stop. We know how she works, and right. respectfully, the next tour is probably going to be eight years away and I'm not doing that. I mean, by that point, I mean, hello, I don't even think at that point we might be edging into embarrassing territory. That's what I'm saying. Because, I mean, by that point I should be like, you know, well off and secured in my life. My biggest fear is like <laughs> technology growing faster than me and like me not being able to catch up. Like in 10 mm. years, there's going to be some easy way to get Beyonce tickets and I'm going to, I'm going to be behind. I'm just going to fuck it up. And I'm just, uh, I can't, I'll be That's so sad. Okay. It'll be all right. All right. We're moving on. Question yeah. number two, David, what is the biggest breakthrough you've had recently or of all time? Recently, I'll go with recently. Love. Same thing with the, with the question about the song, the all time of it all. Sometimes it's like, whew, I mean, you got to think about yeah, that yeah. for a long time. But recently, let's say within the past, you know, a couple of years, um, kind of restructuring how to view loss and grief, right? Trying to find a way to see loss and grief as the result of love and that being a good thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, and that kind of all started when I, when my grandfather passed away in 20, gosh, I mean, in, it was November, 2022. Right? Yeah, so a, a little over a year ago. And, or, oh my God, now I'm messing up my dates. 2021? Like a, no, it wasn't, was it really 2021? I know, I hate when you have to think oh that. Oh my God. I know, I know, it's scary. We're moving, time's moving way too fast. Yeah, it would have been November 2021. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so <laughs> it's been a little over a year. Right. Um, but, you know, my grandparents are everything. Yeah. You know, I'm so lucky in that way that, like, you know, I, I just adore my grandparents. I always have. We grew up with them. They, you know, I'm from Puerto Rico. Yeah. And my whole family is from there. And they live, all my grandparents live there. And me and my cousins, we started when we were five years old, spending every summer and some change in Puerto Rico with our grandparents. We would live there, they would take care of us for months. Yeah. And that was just so, I mean, I can't even get into right now how formative that is, you know, yeah. it just, it was everything. Right. Anyway, so we have this beautiful relationship with our grandparents and my first grandparent I lost was in 2008. So I was pretty young um, and it was really shocking. It was really out of the blue. Then luckily and thankfully I had many more years with my three other grandparents and until November 2021 my grandfather passed away and he had been you know struggling with his health for for some time but still it was like there wasn't a world that made sense that where he wasn't in it you know what yeah. I mean like it, it's not 
it doesn't make sense. Even when you see and know, and yeah. you lose your head, and you know, you know, oh, they're, they're not done. Like, yeah. you know, when someone's health is deteriorating, when they're getting old, but again, it just didn't make sense. And not, and part of that is because he was so like whip smart and just mentally there until yeah. the I mean, the two days before he died, we were on the phone and he's, talking like you know what plans he has for whatever for Christmas yeah. and what we're going to do and we're going to see each other and all this stuff so it's like when when they pass away and you your last you know interaction with them is just so what it always has been yeah you know it, it was shocking in that way absolutely but I soon after he passed away my grandma asked me like uh in the kitchen one day when I went to see her over Christmas She's like, well, can you give the eulogy oh my God. at the funeral? Did you? And now he passed away like at the beginning of the Omicron wave. So the funeral, he passed in November. The reason my dates are kind of messed up with this, he passed November 21. The funeral was in March. I d we had to do the same thing for my grandfather. Yeah. Yep. So I kind of like, when I think about this situation, it's like, wait, like the actual passing happened way before the actual funeral Yes. And the funeral was in Puerto Rico. It was beautiful. It was everything he wanted. But oh. so, yeah, she asked me to do the eulogy. And I was like, you know, you're in the moment. Your grandma's standing right in front of you. She asked you to do the eulogy. You're like, yes. I was going to say the answer is yes. Yeah, <laughs> that, no, that's the thing. Like the answer, <laughs> the answer doesn't matter what my answer is. Like, right. Yeah, absolutely, right. Sure. Right. And I knew I had months then to figure it out. Right. You know, I wrote and wrote scrapped it, wrote, made a different one, scrapped that. And then I wanted it to be a eulogy from all the grandkids that I would be delivering, right? So I did involve them and everybody had their paragraph and then I kind of built around it and yeah. then delivered it. It ended up being long, but you know, there's so much to say. Right, anyway, of course. You go, you go, you get up there, funeral was in the church that we all grew up in in Puerto Rico yeah you know oh, we brought him to Puerto Rico all this stuff it was it was truly like exactly what he would have wanted so it was beautiful but I got up there and I remember standing at that you know the podium in this church like it's really beautiful it's big and again Puerto Rican like architecture so like the windows are all open and there's palm yeah. trees and you get like the wind and it's it's the sights the smells everything and as I'm standing up there it hit me literally in that moment. Not only am I like at my grandfather's funeral, I'm kind of saying goodbye to this era of my life. And by era, I mean like the era when you are have your grandparents and right. you have this life here in Puerto Rico and all the memories that came with that and everything. I was like, oh, I'm not delivering just like a eulogy here at a funeral. I'm speaking to this moment where we're kind of putting this whole era of our lives in the past. It's a memory now. Yes. And all the faces in front of you that oh. you recognize specifically because of your grandfather, any grandparent. And, then, and it's like, it's just, it hits you. There's just no way. Uh, and my mom yeah. and I both gave eulogies at our, um, at her parents. And I genuinely know that exact feeling of just like hitting it in the face because you're just looking at all these people and it's 
real. Like it's really real yeah. in that moment. And I had written it, practiced it, and everything. Yeah. I, did, I did it in Spanish. So, oh. And, you know, I speak Spanish, but like, hello. I mean, when you don't, when you're not doing it every single day. Right, right. That, you know, you kind of have to practice and make sure that you, you know. Know what you're saying. It. And so anyway, but so I had practiced it, practiced it, practiced it. And never cried practicing it. Never um, felt, obviously, I was emotional. Obviously, right. I would read it and write it and be like, oh, my God, I'm like, this is, ugh. And then, but still, like, you know, we're going to do it. This is what we're going to do. It's going to be great. Girl, I stood up there. I said, I said, good morning, everyone. And it was like, <laughs> quiver. <laughs> An immediate tear. I was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, you know, you're talking to yourself in your head while you're oh, doing this. And you're yeah. just like, oh, my God, David. Hello? James? What's hey, what's going on in here? James, what is that? Do you know what that means? That literally, that was James. What was James? that? James. Is that Wendy that was, Williams? Yes, that was in my head. It's okay, just like, well, James. What yeah. <laughs> what was that? You know, the yeah. the first quiver. I'm like, oh, was that out loud? Right. Oh, okay. And you know, I you know, cried and whatever through that whole thing, but you know, delivered it. But you know, and so true what you said because in one of the lines in it was like something along the lines of the the life that he built just like this congregation that i'm speaking in front of right now is like a summation of the people that he touched yes you know that that's what makes this you know i'm not emotional in this church because of the church i'm right. emotional in this church because of the memories and the people in here yeah absolutely you know that's why and so I really try, and I said the last line of the eulogy was back to the original question. Lol, me oh, rambling. You are fine. Um, the last line was, "I hope that in this moment of of grief, we can all realize how lucky we are that we had a love in our lives that makes it so hard to not have it anymore." Oh, David, that's you know, yeah. That that's the and that was really kind of a lesson that I think I learned in the past couple of years. And collectively, all of us, again, yeah. the pandemic of it all, everything else that has happened in the past three, four years. Right. Collectively, we've experienced so much loss. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like the only way I feel like we can best get through that is to try, if we can, to view pieces of it. Yeah. In that way. You know, Absolutely. what was, why do I feel this grief? I mean, hopefully it's because there was something great that I experienced. Yeah. And it's no longer there. And that's really sad. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, find some peace in the fact that you had that because not everybody does. Right. I mean, I think about uh, my grandparent, my dad's parents walked out of my life when I was 18. And I was like, okay. So like I lost two, but they were still living kind of thing. Yeah. And then my mom's parents um, who were, you know, these God sent angels yeah. um, passed before, you know, it, it, I could even graduate college. And that was just so frustrating because they didn't get to see all of these milestones. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think about that, but then every single thing that I do every once in a while, I will just get like a whiff. I mean, out of nowhere of one of their smells. Mm. And I'm like, see, they're right here. They're yeah, right. Right here, and they always have been, and so I always 
try to just like take moments. Cause I mean, I allow myself moments of grief. I think it's only fair, um, but I really try to make sure I remember that they're still here. That spirit is still there. That's not something that could ever leave me because it's a part of me. It literally is genetically there, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's so, that's so good. That's so good. Yes. No, cause it's true. You know, you would yeah. hope. Right. You would hope that, that that's the case. And it's, again, it's back to that lesson. It's part of that lesson of reframing what people and events are supposed to mean to you and teach you, right? If that yep. thing is no longer physically there, is it still with me? Right. Absolutely. You know, and that's yep. a reframing that I do think happens a lot with age too, because once you get older, you start to lose people. Once you get older, you start to experience things. Once you get right. older, relationships change. And that's familial, that's friendship, yeah. that's grandparents, that's work, that's, I mean, all those relationships, things changing and kind of sometimes out of your control most of the time. Most of the time. And uh, things that you may or may not want to have happen. Right. So how do we frame that? You know, yes. how do we think of that? Yeah, absolutely. How do we grasp it? Do you practice gratitude? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be true to you right now. What you do better. you mean what do you mean by that? Do you mean like do kind of a ritual? Do you, yeah, like do you do you have like gratitude thoughts? Like uh, people will, because like there could be moments where you're talking to your best to use at dinner and you're like, oh my gosh, I love my life. But mm. do you take time to really sit down and say, I appreciate my job or I appreciate my apartment. I appreciate um, myself for things. I could definitely be better about that. I, well, I you don't say. need to do it for the record. You can no, I just yes. didn't know if that was the way you were speaking. It sounded like you had done that before, like no, giving yourself affirmations like in that way. I feel like I go through these uh, these times. I like to. I feel like I'm always reflecting in some way or another. I'm a I'm a big like thinker. I don't know if this is like a me thing or like many people. Everyone who knows, but I just feel like there's a constant like little news ticker. Oh yes. In my head. Yes. And I feel like I'm always. I mean, for for better or for worse, and it could be both at any given time. But you know, you're constantly thinking about. Oh my gosh! Wow. Like. This thing happens. What does that mean? Right. But yes. this, you know, and I'm very like kind of I ruminate a lot. I think is 100%. Yeah. always kind of just thinking about. So maybe I don't necessarily have a a ritual of gratitude or something that I do every day to remind me about that. But right. I feel like I'm always trying to internalize and kind of think about what's going on. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe it would be smart to do something every day, you know, because if you got that constant ticker tape, you kind of need to organize your thoughts. I was going to say, and, and I mean, this is, again, something that people do, um, yeah. you know, and therapy. I know that's something that uh, uh -huh. like therapists tell people to do. Um, and I'm not trying to say, like, you need to go do that. I, know, I would just like to say that yes. for the record. Um, but I just the way you were talking, and I just think that that's so important because when you're realizing that you have all these things and when you're in the moment, it's just really good to take a second and be grateful and just say, hell yeah, this is it. I'm here and I'm happy. So yeah. I like that you're able to recognize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Question number three, David, yeah. what is the weirdest thing you do that makes complete cool. sense to you, but not many people around you? Okay. So back to the ticker tape uh, of news uh, idea. Yeah. I pretty much have to turn on some kind of mindless podcast to fall asleep and by that i mean literal like news podcasts i think that's probably so bad because you're like internalizing all the news of the day when you're trying to fall asleep yes. i know i need to get a better habit but i just i i mean it's <laughs> talk about rituals i lay down i press play yeah, and fall asleep. It is, and I have it on a timer, so it turns off by itself. Oh, cool! Absolutely, and 
people are like, what? I mean, every, you know, roommate I've ever had has been like, I thought, you know, maybe like you had left your TV on or something because they hear it, you know, through the door. And I'm like, oh, no, it's, you know, just me. No, I'm just needing to go to sleep. Don't <laughs> mind me. That's, so you don't sleep with headphones then? No, no. Love that. Love that. No, that. you know, we don't want to do that. I feel like yeah. that might be a little step too far. You know? Right. No, 100%. I always got nervous. I used to... um. I just realized what I was about to say. But I used to hang out with this dude, and um, he would wear like the this kind, you know, and mm -hmm. like I could not stand it when he would go because I was like, "You're gonna strangle yourself!" Gonna strangle like, please yourself. don't, please do not. And there's um, got to be some kind of science about I don't know frequency. Oh God, there has to be some kind of science. There has to be something. One hundred percent. Okay. I will say though, news podcasts. If it's just someone talking and it's about stuff that you don't know, sometimes that True. can be just mindless. Like, you know, that's what it is for me, though, yeah. truly. Because I do, you know, if I'm consuming the news, mm -hmm. I do that during the day, obviously. That's what, yeah. But I, so when I'm, you know, sometimes the podcasts I listen to, I've heard a million times before. Right. Because I'm falling asleep. You know, I'm not really paying that much attention to it. Yes, absolutely. 100%. You know, so that, and, num and the second thing that popped immediately into my head that yes. other people would think is weird, I think it makes total sense for me. And I've never thought otherwise. Okay. I am always dressed up. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to sound like that. I'll do it for you. David's fashion is elite. I'm not it's saying crazy. that. I'm not saying that. I am. Saying, thank you. But I'm saying, like, I I can't go out into the day mm -hmm. wearing what I wear in the house. I can't right. do it. I can't. I, I really can't do it. I and don't I know. Think so what, you know what? And it makes me happy. And you know what? If, if you find something in these crazy times that you know yeah. gives you a little bit of joy and you like to throw an outfit together and go outside and wear it and go to the grocery store go do that oh you know i could not agree more you know what i mean like that's absolutely that we're not in the business of knocking other people's things no absolutely not i don't um i don't ever like like the pants that i'm wearing right now have like mm -hmm. holes in it. i would never wear those to the grocery store you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i those are definitely like around the house pants sure however sure. i will just like only elevate to like <laughs> a sweatpants with no holes so but i know you and i just know the things that you've put together just on like you're going out outfits so i can like only imagine what like a grocery store quick uh, run looks like i mean you're sitting there i'm pretty sure in a leather jacket if i i'm wearing a leather little yeah right like now. it's you literally dating from greece and i feel like <laughs> i am sitting with someone on broadway and it's just uh, ridiculous my He's friends so get iconic. so pissed my friends get so pissed and they, you know you know the text that'll come in before any type of function where it's like what's everyone wearing you know that text? <laughs> yeah. like, are we doing something is this dressy and then the next text will be david this question is not for you you know, right. David, please don't answer. This is not a mark. Like, I'm a bad barometer of what people should be wearing because, right. you know, and who, and, you know, who knows? I, I I, always just have been that way truly since childhood. I mean, there's picture day photos of preschool and I have a tie on. Nice. Because I wanted to, not because anybody made me. Right. Do you have like style icons? Style, oh, whoa, great question. Let's <laughs> see. Hmm. Style icons. Um, I love 
You know who Derek Huff is? I do not, but watch. I'll type it in while you're talking. Derek Huff, he's like a dancer. Oh, Derek Huff, yes. I just said Derek Huff. So sorry. He, um, yes. He's great suiting. You know, he's always got on just, it's, it, everything always looks so immaculately tailored, put together. And I love that. Absolutely. I will say something that has happened fashion-wise uh -huh. over here in the past couple of years, because I was way more, I feel like I was way more of a formal dresser, mm -hmm. even at JMU. Yeah. I was always like wearing, you know, I don't know, like fucking suede shoes and, and, and you know, slacks and like khakis and a button down. Like that was kind of my thing. Without a doubt. And yeah. I still like that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I've gotten way more. I think it's also inspired by the environment that you're in, right? I've lived in New York for three and a half years. There's so much, you know, unique and awesome style and fashion here. And I feel like I've really incorporated more figuring out like what is casual for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And kind of rolling with that. So yeah, like now I own some tennis shoes. Like, yeah. you know, like this is a big deal. Yeah. You know, we're not wearing dress shoes all the time. Right. Wow. This is yeah. a big step. This is a big step. I feel like anytime that I um, go visit my sister in New York, like I make sure my outfits are set, set. honey. Like set. I, I, you, I just don't think you can live in like such a big city um, that's literally just full of individualistic people just fully showing off their brand 100% of the time sure, and sure. not want to be dressed up and not want to make sure that your outfit is exactly what represents you. Like Absolutely. that's just so, that's just the whole gig of it all, I feel like. And it's in work as well. I've always been this way about work, but you know, especially the past, you know, since I started my career and I, I really like to just make sure that if I turn the corner and I bump into someone, I wouldn't be mortified. Right. I love that. That's Good important to me. You know, it dress is. for the job that you want, not the yes. job that you have necessarily. I mm -hmm. think that's so important. Yes, 100 percent you know? nailed it. So I'm always kind of aware about that as well. well I respect it 100 percent Question number four. David, what is a trauma that has shaped you or you are still working to break through? Okay. So we touched a little bit about this before we, we hit record. Yes. I was thinking a lot about this question when I saw it and listening to some of your other episodes as well. And everyone has been so um, great about kind of answering this question in, in a way that is so true to them. And yes. the And since this is Be True To You, you've so beautifully created this space for all of us to speak authentically and, you know, have this space in keeping with that. Yes. I'm going to be straight up true to you and say that I have not fully worked through the thing that is I would consider to be that moment that is right. the most you know the heaviest thing that I would need to work through yeah and it's not something that I feel the need to speak about in a public forum yet until you know I've cracked that code myself privately. absolutely yeah but what I will say is like when it comes to how to approach those kinds of difficulties or unexpected situations I feel like I've really worked to learn and even more importantly, unlearn mm. how to manage that process. Good for you. You know, and, and I think the unlearning is, is the big one. 100%. That's the big one. And a lot of your other guests on here have, have talked about that too. Yeah. About the things that kind of are so ingrained in you. And we all have them. It depends on where you grow up, who your family is, yep. your culture all of it you know 
And I just feel like that has been the journey I've been on over the past couple of years. Yeah. And I think that's completely fair. And I love your awareness. Um, what like year did this situation happen where you feel like, like how many years do you feel like we've been working on this process? Yeah. I mean, I would say it's kind of, there's, it's a couple of things I got you. that deal with the same thing. Yeah, that's fair. I mean? yeah. And um, I'd say the seeds of it were when I was younger, much younger, but then, you know, life kind of has a way of resurfacing things that you haven't dealt with. Right. And I think that happened in, you know, mid college. Gotcha. And so uh, we're like, Oh my God, I don't even want to know how many years. No, I was, was going to say, you don't have to think we know Oof. college. That's Oof. it. We all know we were in our 20s. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I think a, a big lesson I've learned recently, I, I you know, in the past couple of years, again, I did a project in 2020 um, called the conversation collection. I kind of wanted to do similar to kind of what you are doing here. I just kind of wanted to do a collection of people's, perspectives during the lockdown yes, yes it was like during the lockdown i wanted to capture that moment whatever yes. it was going through I followed and that. um one of the people that i interviewed on there they said something so great they were similarly kind of trying to dance around a question kind of trying to figure out how to talk about it and it kind of paused and like i really have learned to value the fact that i don't need to say things publicly in order to heal from them. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, ooh, because I do feel like in this, you know, day and age where so much there's something for everyone online, on TV, shows, and there is something to be said about the power of using an art form, whether that's music, podcasting, TV, film, script writing, whatever, to channel your pain, your life, your story, your success, your fear, your happiness, there is something really valuable about that Absolutely. for many people. Right. However, I do think that since this has been so omnipresent and there is so much of this out there and available, people skip the step of healing it for themselves. Absolutely. They jump right over that step. Right. And now we're sharing publicly. And you don't even know if you understand it yet. Right. I mean, I think about all the people that have to post about breakups and they have to do it like the day after. And who's to say you guys wouldn't get back together in five days? Like it's just, and I'm not yep. saying you need to do that, but like stuff like that, people just are so quick to post about it um, or feel like they need to speak on it. And then it gets so messy, so, so messy. And it was interesting because that was during that, I was doing that project and I was talking to similar to what you do here, you know, you're having a conversation, you're talking, they're talking. At that time, it was, you know, heavy in the lockdowns. It was heavy in, in just the upheaval of our lives. Yeah. So there was obviously a lot of emotions like right there, the boiling up and we were sharing and shooting the shit and whatever. And I do not regret it at all. Right. But, you know, have I evolved on some of the things or some of the thoughts or some of the ideas that I maybe said or had at that time three years ago? yeah yeah and it's just like you always I, I kind of have been trying to be more mindful about yes there is so much value in sharing in i mean hello i'm sitting for this podcast right i was now. gonna say you're this sharing is what this, yeah but that's what this is and that's yeah. why it's so wonderful what you've created here but 
I also think every single person does need to stop for a second, take stock in what you're feeling about yeah. a certain situation. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Uh, process it in the way that is the best way for you. Absolutely. And I think too, like um, even just touching on the fact of like, sometimes you have to personally make sure that you've gotten through it or feel solidified in your answer. Finally, um, for me, like I really don't like talking about the fact that I identify as non-binary because it's still mm. so much to work out and like work through. Um, mm. And it's a topic that I don't even really bring up with my friends that often. And yeah. it's genuinely because if they ask me a question, it's just like that sheer panic of like, there's just too much. Like, I just don't want to talk about it. And yeah. I cannot support that <laughs> because if you yeah. don't want to talk about it, don't force someone to, you know, yeah. um, especially something so personal yeah. like that. That is something that you yourself, that is your journey yes. to go on and to embark on, on your time. Right. And it certainly doesn't help that every time you turn on the TV now and see the news, speaking of, it's like, where are we going? I mean, are we fully going backwards? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. You know, there's, uh, and so yeah. I feel like that adds a layer. Yeah. And we all have to be mindful that people are processing the crazy speed that we are getting inundated with all of the current events and all of the things on all the topics. People might not want to be like i get there's a there's this kind of false veil of everybody's you know super down to be open and talk about it because that is just the culture that we live in now right um but that might not be the case i just think you know what it all boils down to having the understanding that we do not understand every little thing that every right. person is thinking and or going through if you can save a little bit of space in your mind in any and all situations for that fact yeah that you might not know exactly what you think you know yeah i think everyone would be much better off that truly. was beautifully said that was very beautifully said david um i love that well thank you again i appreciate you for your honesty and we'll move on to question number five um david tell me what are some common barriers that prevent people from being authentic and fully true to themselves Whew. Um, well, from my experience, I would say something that I've really had to combat is, you know, classic imposter syndrome. Yes. You know, under that feeling that I'm going to be found out right. in any and all aspects. Mm -hmm. I think that has a way of tripping you up because you don't feel like you deserve what it is that you are doing. It doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, we're talking career, we're talking life choices. We're talking making decisions for you that are best for yourself that might contradict what might make other people comfortable. Yeah. And I got a, one of my favorite pieces of advice I've ever gotten was from someone. I was in Tokyo for the Olympics in the summer of 2021. Everyone just listen to that sentence one more time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was my peak. I mean, we're never going to do anything better than that. See, look, see. I'm doing it right now in real time, people. I'm putting myself down in real time. You know, who knows? But that was definitely one of the it was, It's cool. It is. It was cool. It was cool. But I, a couple of things, I really learned a lot in that about how people behave with one another, how we view each other, how we view success, yeah. how we view failure. It was like a really interesting case study to be a front row seat at that kind of event 
because and and so the piece of advice i got was really cool and i'm going to not say who said it but it was somebody that everybody knows <laughs> and they said we were talking one day and i we were having breakfast and i said to him i can't believe this like this is this bizarre like you know i just i've grown up you know seeing you and on my TV screen, you know, or whatever. And now to be here, we're like having scrambled eggs together and chatting before work starts. I just feel it's just bizarre for me. It's basically you know, the thing. And he looks at me and he was like, just remember, never let yourself be intimidated by people that are in the same room as you. And I was like, ooh. Uh, ooh. James, J what was that? Because is that not the truth? No, because now I'm thinking about it. Because when you, it doesn't matter if you're my boss or you're this huge personality yeah. that everyone knows. Right now, somehow, we're both in the same room. Yes, yes. So doesn't matter how we got here. Doesn't matter that you make more money than me. Doesn't right. matter that you're, you know, in charge of this, in charge of that. It doesn't matter how you think that you're better than me or they think somehow we're at the same table. I love that. So I guess it's it's a good way to calm yourself. Like, wait a second. Oh, I don't feel like I belong here? That's interesting because I'm here. It's also just so validating because, yeah, right? like you made it in that room. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's that's something I, I feel like people should try to remind themselves when when you're thinking of, of not being your full self in a in a space or something. There's obviously something that, someone's all in you yeah you know or that yeah. if nobody sees it in you there's something that you obviously saw in yourself in order to be where you are yeah right? absolutely be your number yeah. one fan 100 number one fan. and it yes. was so interesting in that whole situation where i was being obviously the circumstances it was an olympics during covid so there was no families there there was no crowds it was truly us and these athletes who are having the greatest moment of their lives right they come into the room with literal gold medals around their necks. Okay, the ultimate image of like success. Yes. You know, you're, you're walking in here with literal gold medals, sweat still from whatever it was that they just did. Oh my gosh. And they're walking up to little old me, right? And you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh my God, who am I in this moment? In right. This interaction right why am i here what am right. i doing why did they entrust me with this right this is crazy right. oh my god oh my god they're walking towards me oh my god here we go okay here we go and then you know they come to you and in that moment you have to realize oh wait i have a job to do a job that only i can do yeah and that person with the gold medals around their neck needs me in order to do what we need to do together to make sure that they have their moment. And oh, wait, that's the reframing, right? Like, I am an essential part of mm. this situation here. Yeah. I'm not like, not supposed to be here. I have right. to be here. Right. You're not even the intern, honey. You're no, sitting there, you're in the position. Maybe. Intern who? Intern where? Right. You know? Yeah. Again, shout out to interns. That's not, we're not interns. We've interns. all been an intern. We've all done it, been there, done that. I'm just saying. It's just, it was, it was interesting. It was such an interesting case study of like, 
of of different of the of the what am I trying to say? Of just like the labels that we put on ourselves. Yeah. Who is the important person in this room? Yeah. Absolutely. We all are. Because we all play a role in this thing that we're trying to create. Yes. And Maybe that is kind of, I think, to answer your question, again, I'm rambling. You're He's, not, you're not. That's just, how else are we supposed to have an episode if yeah, people right. ramble? Don't, please. You're right, you're right, you're right. But to answer your question, I think everybody should always remind themselves, I do have a part to play in this situation. Yeah. Like you said, you know, uh, why do people refuse to be their authentic selves or feel like they can't? I think it's because we put those barriers up in our own mind that I didn't deserve this or that I don't understand this or I should be this or that. Or, But you wouldn't be in that situation that you're overthinking if you were anybody else. Right, absolutely. It and really I mean does want to come down to that. And it's just such a disservice to yourself. I mean, I'm guilty of it too, but putting yourself oh, in that box. I love to be a little peeker out of the box where mm -hmm. I'm looking at everybody in the room, but I'm kind of still hiding in the box because I don't want to, you know, come out. And I feel like too, like personally, I just can be a lot. And I know that and I can mm -hmm. be a little bit louder than most. Sure, so yeah. I almost kind of like try to keep myself down. Um, that can always backfire because then the second that someone like gives me a topic or like asks me a question that I'm like this little loose cannon running around. Yeah. Um, and so just remembering that in that moment now, I feel like it's going to help me because we're all sitting in the same room. I have a question. Yeah. Uh-oh, flipping the script. Screaming. Um, have, have you, do you feel like right now you've gotten better about the idea of taking up space? Because from one, you know, from one bold personality to the other, mm -hmm. you know, taking up space is it makes people uncomfortable sometimes. Yes. And I definitely have noticed a difference in how I view myself taking up space. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, have you kind of evolved on that? Beyond, of course. I think too, like growing up, it was always my my voice. Um, mm. And then as I got older, somewhere around like 19, whenever I stopped playing sports, um, it became my body. And then it was like this yeah. overriding force of not just my voice, but also my body. And I could not figure out where I was allowed to take up how much space and like I, it was crazy until I remember like sitting on an airplane and I'm buckled. I fit in my seat. Okay. You don't, you can do whatever you want. You know, if your seatbelt's buckled, who gives a fuck? And I'm sitting in my seat and this person next to me just clearly was uncomfortable. And I just, I just started to sweat. I just started to panic. And I was like, this is going to be it. And then I had a second and I was like, it's a 40 minute flight. It's a 40 minute flight. We both sit in these seats. We're going to be fine. And you are going to like this person next to me is just going to have to suck it up. And I refuse yeah. to cross my arms. Normally I would like cross my arms and try to make myself as small as possible. Like mm -hmm. move my body all the way to the left. So it's like I'm leaning against the window. I was like, fuck no, bro. And I just let myself be. And guess what? Nothing happened. Everything was okay. And I didn't have to smush myself down to feel like I, you know, was bothering someone. You're not, they're, they're fine. Everybody's fine. And then you can get off the plane. And it, I am also very blessed to say that that is just because I am that size and I'm capable, but there are people bigger than me that that would have been an issue. Like people would have said something mm -hmm. and I just can't stand that. I absolutely cannot. Um, oh, yeah. So now I think 
especially going through like boudoir photography and stuff and intimate portraits, yeah. I know for a fact that what my body speaks of is also my personality. And I'm just a big person all around, Ooh. you know, and that's yeah. okay with me. I like being that dominant force in life because I deserve to be here and I deserve to be heard and I deserve to make other people feel heard because I have that accessibility of already being loud. So that's where I kind of like was like, this is how I wanted to create the podcast, you know? Hey, I didn't realize you were gonna ask me such a deep question. Oh my god, oh my god. I'm, I'm floored. Chill, hold on. Ooh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 Wow. Okay. I, now reverse it. I mean, like, what about you? How do you feel about that? Well, so much of what you said rings true to me too. Oh my yeah, god, dude. I can't yeah. even tell you because, I mean, we do not have enough time on no, this I know, right. particular podcast to get into the journey of body image and body things right all that it could I mean, be a podcast itself it could be a podcast <laughs> itself and i'm sure if anyone's interested if you look it up on any of your podcast streaming services you're going to find fifty thousand of them right the reality, is, the reality is that unfortunately there's so many people yeah that do not feel automatically great about the body that they have or were given right and that is just the reality of it. But um, for me, there's been an unlearning. Back to the unlearning thing, the yeah. unlearning of because I've been I've been every size, right? Oh, same. Yeah. I've been every size. Yep. I've been skinny, 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 unhealthy. Yep. And I can say that it was unhealthy now because you again at the time, from what I was hearing from everyone around me. We were looking good. You were so cute. We were serving. We were eating. We were doing great. Right? Then you look back in hindsight and say, huh, interesting. I was only eating 100 calories a day. I was literally not built to be that size. Right. What? Literally not how my body's built. Nope. Was very unhealthy. Yep. And was not doing it in a, and for any other reason other than being skinny. Yeah. And that is not a reason to do anything when it comes to health and wellness. You should do things with health and wellness to focus on your health and your wellness. So on how it feels, on how it makes you feel, on, you know, literal, you know, uh, in terms of the actual science behind it, right? Like your your body, what is healthy, how you can live your best life. Yeah. That is the only reason why you should be doing up and down on the scale. One hundred percent. And unfortunately still to this day there that is not the messaging that people receive and you see it all the time especially now in how people react to really prominent incredible voices like lizzo's the lizzo's of the world right yes. people wonder why why everyone seems to get so bent out of shape every time she utters anything yeah you know trace that route back like the fat phobia is insane it's insidious so it's insidious yes it comes in very sneaky ways mm -hmm. and it is ways that make kids like myself who were heavier and are you know whatever whatever you would perceive yeah as as that but you know as a kid being the quote-unquote chubby kid chubby one in the family in the school whatever that make that synonymous with weak make it synonymous with clumsy, mm -hmm. make it synonymous with unclean, yeah. make it synonymous with, you know, 
unkempt. Yes. They make it synonymous with doesn't have their schedule together, their life together, must be doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And that is so harmful. Yes. That takes so much unlearning. Yeah. It takes so much growing up to kind of figure out that all of that is just not true. It's I know. Just not. And I know. It, it, everything I'm saying here, by the way, yeah. these are all still things that you do not 100% of the time feel or understand or practice. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Please. I mean, there's still times where I go into a store and I'm like, this shit. I mean, that, that's a commentary on stores, frankly, on sizes, but whatever, you know, where you're just like, really? Yes. Oh, fuck, I, I wish this or that or da da da. You know, that's, I'm not saying this as if, you know, we're out of the woods. I was going to say we're cured. Everything. You're never going to be cured. No, no, no. It's not that. It's these are things that are daily choices that you make, a daily reminder yeah. to keep progressing in the right direction on all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, to be fine taking up space, to be fine with knowing who you are and what makes you you is so much bigger yeah. than any number on any scale. Absolutely. Or size pants, like yes. truly. 100%. I mean, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, if I can wake up and be able to smile, drink a little water, and mm-hmm. I don't know, go on a little walk, I'm okay. You know, there was, a, there, was a, there was somebody on your podcast, I don't remember who it was, but they said uh, i don't remember what question they were referring to but they were like you know it's you, you asked them something of like what are the things that make you happy or something she was like i don't know this might be shallow but like i really like a really cool iced coffee like nobody's gonna stop me from doing that and i was like wait wait the truth, the truth. I, I think that was i honestly cannot remember but it's so relatable um, that might have been Kim because I, but it doesn't matter who it was because I couldn't, I couldn't relate more. Yeah. Um, if it's, if it's going to save you, you better go get it. You yeah. better go get it. I said, if you need that to get a smile and you really enjoy your little matcha, it was $9 and that's ridiculous. But you know what? <laughs> there was like, um, somebody was talking uh, about how like there, if there was something like, you know, if you could ask a genie, you know, three questions, yeah, what would it be? Yeah, yeah. And one of mine for sure would be how much money have I spent at Starbucks? Cause I just want to know. It would, it would, it would kill me automatically. And maybe that could be the key, but I genuinely, I cannot, I cannot imagine what it could be. I, I don't even want to know because it, it would be really scary. I I'm don't want to know. Yeah. That's completely fair. Uh-oh. Um, okay. Question number six, David, you find yourself in a space where you aren't able to be true to who you are. How do you respond? Um, this, I was also thinking of how I was going to answer this question because the truth and the what you should do mm-hmm. are two different things. That is correct. The truth, I'm really, really good at adjusting mm-hmm. to whatever it is. I'm really good at improvising. I'm really good at faking it till you make it. Mm-hmm. I was happening. That has boded very well for certain aspects of my life, certain moments in my career. It is really good to have that skill in your back pocket. Take yeah. it till you make it, figure it out, be really quick on your feet. What does this boss want? What does that boss want? What does this person like more? What is that person? Right. So in that respect, I feel like it's been a net positive. Yeah. We're good. Um, in other situations, such as this question, where yeah. you're in a situation where you're not necessarily being your most authentic self, I think it can kind of have the opposite effect. Since you're so good at 
adjusting to whatever that situation is, making yourself smaller, making yourself bigger, making yourself more palatable to whoever and whatever reason, you get so used to that that you become so good at it that it's autopilot. And I feel like a lot of times I really am, um, I'm autopilot when it comes yeah. to that kind of stuff. Yeah. I can go into any social situation and kind of very quickly, you know, see it out, see what the vibes are. Cool. See. Yep. There you go. And that's, that's me. That's yep. me for the night. I love that. And, and I, I know that about myself. And it is something that you actively have to kind of try and, and go up against. Um, but in the terms of what you should do, how you should respond, probably. <laughs> I hope to one day get to the place where you truly are so secure and comfortable with what it is that you're bringing to the table in any situation. Yeah. Uh, how do you respond? Uh, let them respond. Because I'm here. Right. And this is what I have to work with. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, if you need to adjust By to all more. Right. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. And you we're know, fine. I, I hope that that is, is the mentality that everyone gets to one day where it's, you know, obvious, obviously be respectful and that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But get to the point where, yeah, if they need to adjust, feel free. You know, there's no problem with me. I think too, like um, one of my best friends is just really good at noticing small things. Um, like we were, we traveled to Chicago together and we'd had a long day and I was just getting snippy. I just wasn't, I wasn't at my best. And she yeah. immediately was like, let's go back to the hotel and lay down. And it wasn't until she said it right there in that moment that it just instantly was like, I was like, that is exactly what I want to do. Like that, I mm. just need to go rest for a second. And I think that it's surrounding ourselves with people that are holding space for us when we're not maybe in our best moments, we're being still true to ourselves. And sometimes that doesn't, isn't always the best, right? You can have not your best sides, but finding people that are around you that can adjust and say, Hey, are you tired? Do you want to go lay down? Like picking up on cues like that is so important for a support system. Absolutely. Um, good support like, systems. That's yeah. a good, that's such a, an important key. I was going to say, do you feel like you have one? Yeah, I do. Nice. I definitely do. And I feel like I've always been very lucky with my friends. Yeah. Oh, same. And with friend, I mean, obviously we have many friends. Yeah. Air quotes. This is an audio format, but I'm right. doing air quotes right now. <laughs> we, everyone has many friends. We all right. do. Many acquaintances. You're constantly talking to people all the time. Right. However, you know who your friends are. Oh, right. Yeah. You know that. You can see them. Picture in your head right now. Mm -hmm. and you hear that word. Yes. Those are the people. And I feel like I've been very lucky you know, throughout my life that I, I really found great friends, great people that are your second family, that you do trust, that you, they understand you, you understand them. Even if you're so different, I've always said, cause I, my best, especially my best male friends yeah, are so different than me. Mm -hmm. And I've always wondered why that is my Best male friends are truly like, you know, sports, rough and tumble man. Yeah. Know? All that, like, just think, picture, like, those, my childhood best friends, the people that, you know, it's just, and same thing with my brothers. They are polar opposite to me. Yeah. It works. 
I wonder what I was going to say. I mean, opposites attract, obviously, but even in your family, I mean, I wonder what it is where. I think think there's like a mutual respect. I mean, it's different. I think with friends and family and with friends, I think it's just like a, there's obviously a mutual love there. There's a mutual respect there. And I feel like when you understand each other so well, yeah, that's how like friendships are so cool in that way, where sometimes the person will walk through the room and you're like, oh, so you don't want to talk today. Great. Got it. So I'm not going to say anything because you don't want to. And you don't have to tell me anything because I know. I literally know. (laughs) And once you get that, when you get people that like understand you like that and you understand them, how cool is that? Oh, the best. Same thing with family, you know, you, I mean, especially with siblings. They're like, oh, this one's on one today. Here we go. You know, here we go. I can't. Let's let's do it. I'm not even, I'm not even saying what they need to hear because they don't want to hear it and they're not going to respond well. But you know what? Boop, boop, boop. Protect your peace. 100%. I'm out. Yes. I'm out. Yes. Uh, You'll be fine in two hours. <laughs> I actually probably should get one of my siblings on the podcast. I just thought about that. Oh, um, and one of them's got to do it. Yeah. Um, Rachel, if you're listening. Anyway, yeah. well, I love that answer. And I personally think that um, you even just knowing that you have these people and you've always been blessed. Um, they've also been very blessed, I'm sure, to have you in their lives. So you know, you know what's a good example that you know we can both understand because you know, now. you know him like Jack. Oh my god, what a great example. What a Jack great is example. A great example of someone who has very different interests than me. Yeah. Very different, uh, you know, in many ways to me. However, we do share the important things in common. Right, I really understand him. I appreciate him. I respect him. I respect who he is as a person. I respect how he treats people. I respect, you know. So I think you've got that base, and like the rest of stuff is just decoration. Yeah, you you pull out all the way. And I went to a fucking baseball game with him in North Carolina. What was I doing there? (laughs) But I did because, and I had a great time because it's like it's. He's a great um, example, and and my best friend from home too, my longest friend, one of my longest friends. He's you know was always a baseball player, yeah. elementary, middle, high school, college. Yeah, I was. He came. This is the thing, right? Mutual respect. He was in the audience at every single one of my performances, my piano recitals, my musicals, my choir concerts. He could give less of a fuck about any of that. He was right. there. Yeah, and I was in the stands at any baseball game I could be at throughout his entire his wrestling matches, all that stuff, right? And it's just you're not sitting there because you necessarily know what's going. On. Right, 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 right. You're there because there's mutual respect, and because that's what you know. Friends show up for friends, and that's 100%. very important to me. Yeah, and I feel like that should be the bare minimum that people should expect of the of the people they allow in there inner circles right I, yeah absolutely I could not agree more um moving on to question number seven david what is the biggest takeaway in life that has become your driving force in life mm-hmm. so there's a really good um oprah winfrey quote queen yeah um it was from i don't know if this was the first time she said it but it was when i heard it so as far as i'm concerned it was the first time um, it was during her final episode in 2011, and I was watching, and they did this whole spectacle, like two-day thing. There was like a concert, and they surprised Oprah with all these different people. Beyonce was there. Yes. Look it up. <laughs> it was a great performance. Anyway, so all these people were there. It was this huge thing, but the final, final show, they stripped it all away. They did it in her original studio, 
oh. it was her talking for like 30 minutes she talked to her audience and that was the final episode of the oprah show and like looking back now with you know more of an understanding of like how tv works and whatever yeah i'm like ah oh, genius genius producing you know <laughs> really bringing it to like yeah we're gonna do this huge spectacle everyone's gonna think the last episode is gonna be crazy but no it's her a stool and she's gonna talk it's bringing it all back to what it because was at the end of the day that's yeah. what made that show work that's what makes oprah oprah you know what i mean yeah absolutely um, um so she said she was like i had the pleasure of interviewing and talking and meeting people from every single walk of life you can imagine i've interviewed presidents I've interviewed serial killers. I've interviewed convicts of every kind. I've interviewed actors, actresses, tech giants, the most famous people in the world, peace leaders, everyone, poets. I mean, she's interviewed everyone. Yeah. At the end of every single interview without fail, they all turn to me and they say, is that okay? Was that good? And she was like, what that showed me is that at the end of the day, every single person, no matter who they are, just wants to be seen, heard, and understood for who and what they are. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's universal. Yeah. And if you can approach the people you meet and the relationships you build and the things you do with that understanding, yeah, you know, the world would be such a better place if people <laughs> just gave everybody that same grace and understanding yeah. and have that clarity like imagine oh i like, imagine no i mean i i think about that too i see that uh, i interview people for a living um as a recruiter and that mm -hmm. like whenever i do something we would either have to maybe record it or at the end of it like they would all it, everybody always does everything mm -hmm. like she her just saying that oh, sorry you saying that advice immediately makes me realize like that is so true and just even everyday life just like celebrities anybody it doesn't matter like we literally are all going through that at the end of every interview people are like well was that okay did you feel like i did okay like every yep. single person has that moment and it's just so i had never thought about that before that was a very weird life she's cycle moment for me. yeah she said it and i just it stuck with me then and yeah. i that is something back to that other question about what's something that makes sense only you that speech by oprah at the end of her final episode that is one of those videos that i listen to from time and time again like just because Oh, one hundred percent. I'm cooking or whatever, and then you're just like, I need to listen to something. Oh, what am I listening to? And that right. is that's in the rotation. Yeah, absolutely. Know? I um, mine's there's a couple of different ones, but um, one of mine is Beyonce's Super Bowl performance. And uh, I mean, just sometimes you just need that motivation, like that you just have that connection with whatever it is, like you found it, and it almost feels like they made it just for you. Like some yeah. way, somehow, they really knew about you when they created this. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that you have that connection to her especially and, that I, and i think that's interesting too like like you said that they made it just for you yes. I, the first time i heard that i was uh, uh a teenager you know i i didn't fully receive it yet right but it's so interesting how something evolves in your mind over time Absolutely. Right? you start to realize you know, that happens a lot too with like stuff your parents tell you or whatever oh my god yeah you know there are things that you receive one way when you're nine and right. then you kind of process it differently when you're older right Maybe right right like, no yeah and all that kind of stuff really comes into play yeah um so it's interesting you said that but yeah 
Well, um, I, so yeah, I try to I try to infuse that one, you know. I was gonna say I think it's a great driving force. We falter as we do, but we try. I love it. Question number eight, the last question, David. We've made it this far. What is a question you want to ask the audience listening today? Okay, so my question is what moves you? Hot. Okay. Yeah. I, like I love that. that question. Can you answer that question uh, for us? Well. Sure, let me try. Uh, <laughs> I feel like my mine is, is so scattered and I kind of that's why I like the question because mm -hmm. it could mean very different things to, to everyone. Yeah. For me, what moves me? Uh gratitude moves me when people express gratitude. Not necessarily towards me. When right. I see someone expressing gratitude, that moves me. I love that. Uh music. Yes. moves me. Mm -hmm. I mean, music, truly, I'm not a crier. I never have been, but music is one of the only things when hitting at the right time, I have cried many a time at a live musical performance. It's not, they're not singing anything sad. No. But, you know, you hear this chord, you hear yes. something that just moves you. Um, expertise moves me, mm -hmm. um, especially in the arts. When I go to a show, I try to go to lots of shows here in, in Broadway and off Broadway. Since I live here, I mean, you might as well. 100%. Even though, side note, we need to get these ticket prices under control for any and all live performances because, you know. <laughs> it's getting out of hand. It's getting impossible. Right. Anyway, um, when I go see these performers and you see people moving their bodies, you see people performing with such intention, with such, you know, precision, with, with such a skill, yeah. like that moves me. Yeah. Because it's people doing things that I can't do, who's me? Because it's just amazing to watch. Uh, my family moves me. Yeah. Um, I recently realized that babies move me. Uh, oh, when, yeah. I became, when I became an uncle, I was like, wait, this is a little baby, you know? Yes. You know, I hadn't had a baby around in a long time. Right. So when you see this new life and you're like, oh my God, I hope every, you know, oh my God, like there's just a lot. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, there's a lot. You got to learn and there's a lot out here in the world and you just yeah. have this, you know, beautiful, innocent person in it all, right? That moves me. Um, excellence moves me. Beyonce moves me. 100%. I, I oh, that one. God. And just for you. But it's. Thank you. Uh, Sorry, guys. It's true. It's so um, true. If you ever want to be, like you just said, that's super well. I mean, excellence, commitment to a craft, all that stuff. Like, yes. you can see it in that person. Yes. A passion. Yeah, all of that. Commitment to a After, craft is like the fire. Singers move me. So, yeah. yeah, my answer is very scattered. Um, The ocean moves me. I love this. Yes. Puerto Rico moves me. I love this. Um, The sound of salsa music, like merengue and salsa, and like, that kind of music there's a smell like the smell of the ocean okay. yeah reminds me of home reminding me of you know so all of that kind of stuff can move you right yeah absolutely you know, I, and that's why i like that question it's, it's interesting to hear what people say because it could be anything it well, could really be whatever i was gonna say now i'm excited to hear what people are gonna say mm -hmm. i always put the question um in spotify like mm -hmm. when it says it like asks you if you want to put like 
what did you think about this podcast? But I just put whatever question people are asking and I just love reading people's responses. So I'm excited to see what people say. Um, David, any last final thoughts? Oh, goodness. I had nothing. I mean, this has been so great. I'm so happy that you you've created this space for people. It's truly wonderful. I reached out to you because like I told you, like, it's just, I love, like, I love when people take the things that are great about themselves and use them to give other people a moment. Absolutely. That moves me, right? <laughs> you know, back to that. that I love a full circle moment. But it's just great what you've created here. And I Thank hope you. that you do feel that, you know, coming your way as well from all of us, because it really is it's so great and i hope you you understand what you've created here and, and continue in whatever capacity it may be because truly like and i know you and can tell it's so obvious that you're doing this from a place of authenticity not of a place of like i'm going to build the biggest business in the world That's what I, yeah, no you're doing way, this because you get something out of this people get something out of this and in whatever form it may take in the future or not yeah just know that like you have created this and that is something to be so proud of and happy about. It's awesome. I really appreciate that. Every, anytime anybody asks me about the podcast, I'm just going to record exactly what you just said and just play it for them. Because like, you just said it exactly what I want, like exactly how I feel 100%. So I just appreciate you for coming on. Um, and this is for anybody reach out, like come on this podcast. This is exactly what we do. It's so much fun. Um, and David, thank you so much for being on here today. Thank you. This all, my week. Oh my gosh, of course. All the love homies forever and always have a great rest of your day. And don't forget to be true to you.